0: Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena McMill. This episode is a Bible study on chapter 16 of the book of John. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. All right, so first what I want to do is just say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. I pray that you open up our eyes to see the truth of your words. Lord, please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and how to implement it in our daily lives. Lord, teach us the truth of your words so we can let others know that truth and spread love and light in the gospel. And Lord, guide us through every aspect of our life. I love you with my whole heart. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so without further ado, let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start at verse 1 of chapter 16 of the book of John. All this I have told you so that you will not go astray. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact. A time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when the time comes, you will remember that I warned you. I did not tell you this at first because I was with you. Now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me, where are you going? Because I have said these things, you are filled with grief. But I tell you the truth it is for your good that i am going away unless i go away the counsellor will not come to you but if i go i will send him to you when he comes he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment in regard to sin because men do not believe in me in regard to righteousness because i am going to the father where you can see me no longer and in regard to judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So chapter 16 starts off where Jesus left off from our Bible study on chapter 15 where he's telling the disciples that the world will hate them and whoever hated Jesus will also hate his disciples because no servant is greater than their master. And so he tells them that all of the stuff he told them is so they won't go astray He wants his disciples to be aware of what's going to happen and stand firm in their faith and still believe that Jesus is Christ no matter what happens, no matter if the world hates them or puts them out of the synagogue or tries to kill them or whatever the evil and corrupt world is going to do, he wants them to be able to stand firm in their faith. And he didn't tell them this at first because he was with them. He was able to protect them because he was there with them. But now that he's going back to heaven, he wants them to be warned of all of these things and be aware that they're going to have troubles in the world. And in verse six, he knows that his disciples are filled with grief because of the things that he's saying to them. But it's for their good that he's going to heaven because the counselor, which is the Holy Spirit, is going to come down and counsel them. And the Holy Spirit can't come unless Jesus goes back to heaven. Because once he goes to heaven, then the Father sends down the Holy Spirit. And in verses 8 through 10, Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit and how he's going to come and convict the world of guilt, righteousness, and judgment. And in verse 11, when he says the prince of this world now stands condemned, the prince of the world that he's talking about here is Satan. Now I'm going to continue further starting at verse 12. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. In a little while you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. All right, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So Jesus says that he has more to say to his disciples, but they won't be able to bear any more of it. That's all that they can take right now. But whenever the spirit of truth or the Holy Spirit that lives within us once we're saved and we ask Jesus Christ to come into our heart. When the Holy Spirit comes, He will guide them and also guide us as disciples of Jesus Christ into all truth. And He only speaks what He hears from God the Father and God the Son because they're three in one. It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So just like Jesus didn't come down on His own and do His own will, He did the will of God the Father. The Holy Spirit only speaks from what he hears from God the Father, and fully submitted to the will of God the Father. And what he says in verses 14 through 15, this again just shows that God the Son, Jesus Christ, is in God the Father, and God the Father is in God the Son, because he says that the Holy Spirit will bring glory to him by taking what is his and making it known to his disciples and that all that belongs to the Father is His. So that's why He says that the Holy Spirit is going to take from what is His and make it known to them, because all that the Father has is His. And this is why it's so important for us to let the Holy Spirit guide us and show us truth, because that is why God the Father sent down the Counselor, which is the Holy Spirit, to guide us and show us truth. And the truth that the Holy Spirit gives us is truth from God the Father. So we have to really ask God the Father to reveal the fruit of the Spirit in our heart and ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and show us truth through every aspect of our life. And then what he says in verse 16, after his crucifixion and resurrection, he's going to be going to heaven. But then whenever he comes back down to get his disciples, they'll be going to heaven with him. And we, as his disciples, will also be going to heaven with him. So that's why he says what he says in verse 16. Now I'm going to continue reading at verse 17. Some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me, and because I am going to the Father? They kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn into joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I no longer use this kind of language but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. You believe at last, Jesus answered, but a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Alright, so that's all the verses for this Bible study, but I'm going to discuss all of these verses with you guys here. So in verses 17 through 18, his disciples didn't understand what he meant by a little while, so they kept asking one another. And in verse 19, Jesus noticed that they were asking these questions. So here what he told them in verses 20 through 22, after his crucifixion, whenever the whole world is rejoicing because they think that they've done some great thing by crucifying Jesus, they're going to weep and mourn because their Savior has been crucified. But their grief will turn into joy because they will have eternal life through Jesus Christ. And he's going to come back to bring them to heaven, to their true home with him and God the Father. So with his crucifixion being close, it's their time for grief. But whenever they see him again, they will rejoice and no one will be able to take away their joy. In heaven, there's no sadness or doubts or worries or fears. It's all joy because we will see God's glory every day. And whenever you see God's glory and you're in the presence of God, There is no sadness or fear or anxiety or evil or corruption. In verse 23, he says that in that day, they will no longer ask him anything. And in verse 24, his disciples hadn't asked for anything in his name until then because he had been with them and they didn't need to ask for anything in his name. And Before he was with them, they didn't know about him other than what the Old Testament said about him. But he says to ask in his name and they will receive and their joy will be complete. And what he says in verse 25, right now he's just telling them these things that's going to happen, but a time will come when he's going to plainly tell them about the Father. And in that day, they will see God the Father. When he comes back and takes them and takes us as his disciples to heaven, then we will ask in the name of Jesus. And he says that's... He's not saying that he's going to ask God the Father on their behalf because God the Father loves Jesus' disciples because we, as Jesus' disciples, have loved Jesus and believed that he came from God the Father. So we have that personal relationship with God the Father. We don't have to have Jesus ask on our behalf because we have that personal relationship with him and God the Father loves us just as he loves God the Son. And what he says in verse 28, just like it says in chapter 1 of the book of John, verse 1 of chapter 1 of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and the Word is Jesus Christ. So hear what he says in verse 28 of chapter 16 of the book of John. He came from the Father. He was with God the Father in the beginning, in heaven, and He entered the world on a mission to save the world and to forgive us of our sins so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And once he's crucified and after his resurrection, then he's going to be going back to God the Father, to heaven, to where he came from. And in verses 29 through 30, all of the things that Jesus said to his disciples just made sense. In that moment, they said that he was speaking clearly And that they can now see that he knows all things and they believe that he came from God. So the words that he was speaking made them believe. And then what he says in verse 33 here, he says that he has told them these things so that in him they may have peace. True inner peace is found only through Jesus Christ and we're going to have hardships in this world. This world is full of hate and temptation and deception and lies and trickery and evil and corruption, and we're going to face all types of trials and tribulations in this world. But Christ has overcome the world. He died on the cross to forgive us of our sins and rose three days later, and whoever believes in him will have everlasting life, and he will come back and take us to heaven with him. And we will see His glory. We will see God's glory. Jesus Christ is our Savior. And this world is only our temporary home. It's not our true home. So anytime that we're facing troubles and worries and doubts and fear and all of that in this world, we just have to remember that Jesus has overcome the world. And we're not of this world. This is just our temporary home to spread the gospel and love and light, and let other people know about Jesus Christ so that they may also go to heaven when it's their time to go. All right, so that concludes this Bible study on chapter 16 of the book of John. Next week, we're going to go into chapter 17, so stay tuned for that. I love you guys so much. I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys!